AMI, Benefits and Challenges of this Technology for Developing Countries. In this episode of the Energy Transitions podcast series, our guests unpack the benefits and challenges of Automated Metering Infrastructure, or AMI, for a developing country like India. To shed light on this topic, my colleague Jonathan Spencer-Jones speaks with three industry experts who discuss the benefits and challenges associated with AMI. My name is Pamela Log, and you're listening to the Energy Transitions podcast. This episode is brought to you by Networked Energy Services. Networked Energy Services Corporation is a global smart energy leader in the worldwide transformation of the electricity grid into an energy control network. Hello, I'm Jonathan Spencer-Jones, your host for today's episode on AMI benefits and challenges of this technology for developing countries. For this discussion, we will focus on the Indian market, which is undergoing a massive AMI rollout exercise for its 270 million electricity connections. There will be many benefits for the distribution companies or DISCOMs from the adoption of AMI, but there will also be many unknowns and unforeseen challenges for all stakeholders systems integrators, OEMs, government and consumers. Joining me today are three experts with many years of industry expertise who will give us a closer look into the benefits and challenges of AMI for a developing country like India. Welcome Rishi Goyal, Assistant Vice President, Director Cell, BSES Rajani in Power Limited in New Delhi. Sunal Mittal, Director Business Development for the Indian Market with Networked Energy Services, and Larry Colton, NES's Director of International Business Development and Government Affairs. Sunil, can you lead us into this conversation by outlining and drawing on your many years of experience with, in particularly with Tata Power, how AMI technology can benefit the utilities in improving their operational efficiency? in areas such as revenue protection and loss reduction. Uh, thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for this question. And I would like to share my experience uh, how AMI technology will benefit the utilities. Before sharing how the AMI technology will benefit the utilities, we need to understand and give an insight on what are the key challenges of the utilities in any developing countries and majorly these are the high AT&C losses, high technical and commercial losses, which are there because of their ineffective processes in the metering to billing to collection systems. And in India on country level, there are around 20 to 25% energy amount is not recovered annually. This is a very high number, and this is leading to around four to $5 billion of revenue loss on annual basis in the power utility sector. And if we go in further detail, we will find some of the utilities, large utilities are having losses around 30 to 35% or even higher. So this is the main challenge which utilities are facing and they are looking for some solution which can solve this problem. And AMI is the right solution for this because AMI technology is actually a solution for his core advantages. It will help the meter to cash overall system for the improvement. 
in india if we say this technology has been identified to be used this has been identified not only by the utilities but on the pan india level there has been a program going on that is a revamp distribution sector screen rdss which will deploy around 270 million meters in india so uh, this technology has been very much recognized in last few years there has been some pilots which have been successful and it has been clearly seen that this emi technology can help the utilities in meeting their challenges first this technology can help the indian utilities in accurately and timely meter reading which is very very important because this is the first step on any revenue cycle for the utility secondly it can timely detect the meter related defects which is in case any meter is faulty so this technology can give the data on real time basis at the back end to the utility and they can change the meter in a shortest period of time then second is instant detection of tampering and energy theft this is also there and this is one of the key reason why the energy losses are there so that is also will be resolved so more or less if we say ami technology will help the indian utilities in improving their atnc losses by improving the billing efficiency and collection efficiency and in with these two will be accurate energy audit also so in overall if we say this is the right technology for developing countries to curb the uh, to improve the operational efficiency over to you jonathan Another key area of AMI technology is the provision of better consumer services. And Larry, I want to call on you with drawing on your engineering background to give us some insights in this area. Thanks for the question, Jonathan, and it's great to be joining you today. It's important for utilities to ensure a high level of reliability and service to their customers. This will be more challenging in the near future because of the expected ongoing additions of things like renewable energy sources such as electric vehicles and distributed generation. AMI systems help utilities achieve this. A smart grid can make it possible for DISCOMs or DSOs, distribution system operators, more effectively and efficiently manage the distribution network. A smart grid can improve management of the distribution assets as well as the generation portfolio in order to help keep pace with customers increasing electricity usage as well as their peak demand. AMI enables and accelerates the adoption of new services to help utilities differentiate their offerings in an increasingly competitive energy market. This includes things like utilizing smart meters to remotely control demand and avoid energy peaks, provide net metering for customers that have local renewable generation, such as solar panels, and also encourage energy conservation by providing detailed usage information to customers about their energy usage and also their energy costs. The latest generation of smart meters provides new levels of visibility of power and voltage quality for the low voltage network. And this is at the substation transformer, also the distribution line, as well as the customer's location. Some smart grid solutions can even provide visibility of the low voltage grid topology and connectivity, and they can deliver measurements from within the low voltage grid. So with the availability of information from the low voltage grid, there are software applications and solutions that can process and analyze this information and make it possible to provide positive contribution to the utility with timely, actionable insight. 
This insight can be used by the DSO or the DISCOM to improve their operational processes, and it can also have a positive impact on the quality of service that their end customer receives. Can you expand on that a bit, in particular focusing on network indices such as SADI and SAFI? Uh, sure. So for those not familiar with these key performance acronyms, SADI stands for System Average Interruption Duration Index, which is the average duration of interruptions per consumer during the year. And SAFI stands for System Average Interruption Frequency Index, which is the average number of sustained interruptions per customer during the year. Some early smart meters could at least provide some indication of outages, allowing a DSO or DISCOM to record these key performance indicators, but also it was always after the fact. This forced the DSO to rely on number, duration, and frequency of outages to help indicate where to apply their network upgrade budget on a purely reactive basis. So newer smart meters can provide detailed information on both short and long power outages, as well as detailed power quality data in near real term, with more detailed information available from AMI and the newer sophisticated smart meters, a DSO can identify problems from understanding the change in the supply quality delivered at the customer's premise, and also the supply quality throughout the low voltage grid. This allows the DISCOM to become proactive and focus its network upgrade budget on areas where problems are developing, and also report results of actual outages that impact the SADI and SAFI KPIs. Most importantly, this detailed information enables the DSO, the DISCOM, to identify root causes of outages and to more quickly and efficiently respond to outages and restore power to customers. In addition, with the insight of the energy flows and topology available from some AMI solutions, DSOs can more accurately determine the sizing of transformers to reduce overloads and unused capacity as well as to manage customer demands. This provides a better return on investment and reduces revenue leakage by reducing extended power outages. All of this leads to improving the network SADI and SAFI KPIs and improving the public image of the discount. Rishi, I'd like to turn to you, if I may, to give some insights on the day-to-day -day challenges that you're facing as a utility, and I know also drawing on your experiences from Africa. Thank you, Jonathan, and greetings to all the members, and thanks for inviting me into this conversation. Well, Larry and Sunil have provided great insights regarding the benefits of the AMI and how it can help utilities. But I am here to talk about the challenges that are a deterrent in adoption of the AMI technology. I'm not against AMI technology, but we will be discussing about the challenges that I have encountered during my working with the utility sector. And I would like to pick up three or four major challenges. Of course, there are certain other challenges, but these three or four are being experienced by almost all the utilities within India, as well as in the developing nations. The foremost challenge, I believe, is the lack of finalization of the objectives and vision for the AMI program. Because most of these utilities, they embark upon the program the moment some grant or scheme is provided, mainly because these are time-bound schemes. Utilities believe that at least meter reading will increase and correct billing will be generated. So these two things in turn will help in improvement of revenues and reduction of commercial losses. So effectively, 
purpose is narrowed down to only three or four objectives while future requirement is either not envisaged or are not written down as part of the contract and hence the ami solution is implemented accordingly add to this there is lack of proper planning for such projects and scope and responsibilities are not properly defined so it is important that the utility should brainstorm and spell out the objectives which one is immediate and which one is futuristic they should plan the program in depth and identify the risk and once finalized all this must be percolated up and down the organization second challenge is the lack of interoperability for the communication technologies though we know it is extremely difficult but efforts are needed to achieve this by utilities solution providers and regulators the most important reason to achieve this is that technologies behave differently due to varied geographical areas and no single technology will work anywhere so utilities must have option to implement hybrid technology and smart meters must accommodate at least two technologies this will avoid single vendor dependence in future because these are long term contracts if this can be achieved at least at certain level we may see quicker ami rollouts and improve performances of the utilities the third challenge is the lack of validation and testing during it and ot integration utilities depend on the solution provider and based on their limited knowledge the testing activity is done but once the quantities increase in field issues are bound to start so utilities therefore must depute domain experts for the project from all functions to facilitate solution provider to deliver correct solution at the same time utility management should have periodic reviews on actual status and guide the team wherever necessary even if it takes a bit longer validation stage should be done thoroughly and with proper planning as the entire system will be changed including processes user perspective and consumer services finally the last challenge in my top priority is the consumer engagement plan utilities tend to delay this plan and they do not reach out to the consumers and this has a potential to derail the entire program and this has been seen in india in the past and it has been seen in couple of other developing nations which i know of so consumer engagement plan holds the key for the success of the project so these were some of the key challenges that impacts ami implementation for utilities in india as well as developing nations so neil particularly around the adoption of ami technology are there any other challenges that you perceive yes i think the points which rishi has made these covers most of the challenges but from the industry side there is one more challenge which is very practical and there uh, in a country like india that is the high cost of the ami infrastructure then any traditional metering system which is there in the utilities for last two or three decades for any ami system just to give you some example that for a 1 million meters there will be requirement of around 
100 to 120 million dollars of investment and for a country where there is a 270 million meters so the huge investment is required so this is becoming a practical challenge for the adoption of the ami technology but to tackle this challenge uh, india government is working very aggressively and they have launched a scheme which I mentioned in my previous question that uh, this is a RDSS. In this, they are designing a model for Pan India that is a DBFOT model, design, build, finance, operate, and transfer. In this, they are inviting the private industries, private companies to invest into the AMI technology and run it the complete system for next 10 years in the utilities. Once the system will be established and the utilities will start generating the revenue and their losses will be down, and the revenue will be high so then they will start paying the private agencies basis on the meter rent so this is a challenge for the utilities but this has been very smartly tackled by the government of india and now this scheme is there and all utilities are working on this particular scheme i think that government of india program is one that would be of interest to many developing countries and certainly one that could be followed Turning now to once the AMI is installed and data is being gathered, what are the challenges, Rishi, that you face there in effectively utilising that data for various utility functions such as asset optimization or power planning? Sure, Jonathan. Basically, before the challenges that we will like to understand regarding a huge data, it is important to understand that there are two basic differences between conventional and AMI system. One is the communication channel, which can be considered as the backbone of the solution. And second is the use data handling capabilities of the backend applications. Now, what happens is the data was always there sitting inside the meter, even in the conventional system. However, with communication, now this is being sent at a pre-scheduled interval or various categories of meters. And this generates huge amount of data. Also, we have seen that there is a thrust on renewable energy, electric vehicles, battery storage, and so many other IoT-based devices. All the data received from these sources need to be analyzed and correlated for appropriate decision. For example, just to give you a brief example, Earlier, we were reading a meter once a month. Now, assuming every 30 minutes, we start taking the meter readings. So that becomes 48 readings a day. So for 1 million meters, we will be receiving 48 million readings every day. Besides handling alerts, load survey data, consumer recharges, you know, and so many other functionality. So in the AMI system, all this data, which is sent in near real-time basis, has to be simultaneously processed at the backend. And this entire process generates huge amount of data and humongous efforts are required to convert this voluminous data into meaningful trends for both predictive and system-level information. Now, since most of the development is now being done at the application side, it becomes extremely important that if this data is not converted into meaningful trend can cause a lot of issues for the system and it will not be helpful for the utilities. This data with proper tools, 
such as AM, AI and ML, artificial intelligence and machine learning can provide insights into current health of the network and system, likely failures expected to occur in near future. It can also be used for future system planning, power procurement predictions and impact analysis due to integration of multiple new technologies into the system. Certainly, I can authentically say that utilities do not have the expertise to manage voluminous data. And this management of voluminous data holds the key to predict all futuristic implementations as far as asset optimization, power procurement planning or energy transitions are concerned. Multiple applications exchanging information adds to the complexity. We have seen that different regulatory frameworks are there for generation transmission and distribution sectors. This is another challenge because data generated from distribution utilities is most important. For generation and transmission, things have remained kind of same for past few years or decades. And most of the losses are happening at the distribution end. So it becomes difficult for utilities to handle these challenges without proper interpretation of the data. Due to the lack of expertise in this area, utilities will have a difficult time to predict failures and have difficulty in optimally utilizing the assets. So what I'm suggesting is that the data is there, the storage is there, the applications are there, but if they are not managed and converted into a proper trend or they are not correlated with multiple devices or sources, it will not help the utilities. So utilities become completely dependent on the solution provider and its applications which they are providing. So they are not able to utilize the benefits of positive changes in technologies and tend to fall behind. This overall impact of non-conversion of the data into meaningful form has complete impact on the power procurement cost, the AMI data asset optimization and delays the energy transition to cleaner fuels in future. So utilities either should have right manpower or should deploy right manpower or maybe they can hire the right solution provider deciding completely what exactly is required for the immediate need and for futuristic need including renewables and other distribution energy resources. So these are non-capability of handling data has the potential to cause a lot of issues for the utilities. No conversation about AMI would be complete without mentioning cybersecurity. And, and Larry, I wonder if you could give us some brief insights into the challenges or threats we can expect there. Thanks, Jonathan. Sure, I can I do that. And Rishi provided a great explanation of the data challenge of utilities. Well, cybersecurity of AMI is another major challenge for utilities, and it's an increasing concern for them. Not too long ago, all the complexity and sophistication of the grid was in the high and medium voltage grid. And all the security was there as well. So before the electric grid became smart, the cyber criminals had no real means of attacking the low voltage grid, and therefore a cyber attacker could do little or no damage to the low voltage grid. So with the introduction of smart meters and increased intelligence in substations and other points within the low voltage grid, the complexity and sophistication are now in the low voltage grid as well. 
all the way to the consumer and the privacy of their homes. While smarter grids take advantage of communication and information technologies to improve automation, monitoring and management and maintenance of the electricity grid, these technologies also can enable the ability for cyber criminals to potentially attack and damage the electricity infrastructure and energy transformation in general. There are various types of potential attacks. One type of threat is a man in the middle attack. As it is named, this type of attack is performed by attacker somewhere in the communication path between the two communicating devices. The goal of the attacker is to insert themselves into the communication stream with either of the two communication devices not knowing it. Another type of attack on networks, including AMI networks, is a replay attack. And this is where the attacker uses and retransmits data from a prior valid communication session with one of the other devices as an attempt to trick the device under attack to accept as valid the credentials being used by the fraudulent device. Yet another type of attack is reflection attack, which is one that attempts to confuse a device under attack to actually assist the attacker by providing the answer to its own authentication question. And finally, an online brute force attack, which is where the attacker continuously attempts key after key as fast as possible in an attempt to find the right security key. Now, fortunately, there are mitigations against all of these attacks and a comprehensive security design can design out these vulnerabilities. Most importantly though, it's critical that the AMI system has security protection always on. It cannot be optional, allowing for mistakes in configuration to expose weaknesses or even for the attacker to turn security off as part of their exploitation. So it's essential that AMI features are not optional and are always active. In addition, it is important that AMI system includes a number of features in communication protocols that offer enriched indicators of threat and suspicious activity. And this makes it harder for cyber criminal to establish a beachhead from which they can launch a cyber attack. The AMI protocol and solution should offer extensive security features, such as using authentication encryption in all communications, implementing AES-128 encryption, automatically changing unique meter keys, and providing intrusion detection for individual meters. All of these security features are designed to help protect, detect, and respond to the various security threats to an AMI system in an efficient and in a timely manner as well. Another key area of the challenge is in keeping AMI system performance above a stipulated level. And I wonder if Sunil, you could give us some insight there, please. Yes, Jonathan, this is very, very important subject that whatever the investment we are doing in the AMI system, the system should give the performance which is we have planned and which we have expected from the system, the right stipulated level. So for this, the core and the most important factor which defines the performance of the AMI system is the right selection of the communication technology. This is one of the core area, although there are other factors also which defines the performance of the AMI system, but this is a very, very important factor. If we see that worldwide, there are three types of communication which are working primarily for the AMI, that is cellular technology covers 3G, 4G and other IoT level communications and PLC, power line communication, and there is a radio frequency RF communication also. 
so it is up to the utility to select these technology while they are adopting the ami based on their geography based on the consumer spread whether it is a scattered or whether it is a clustered and basically what is the skill set of their own team which is working which will be operating this system so it is very very important when utility is adopting this so they adopt the right communication technology and it also depends on the third party when you are selecting a cellular technology you need to see that whether this communication cellular communication infrastructure is available in that area or not we have seen that in some of the areas this becomes a bottleneck so in our experience which we have seen that plc is a more prevalent around the world power line communication and in most of the countries this is more than 70% 80% of the utilities are using it now it is up to the developing countries to adopt and use this technology because this has a low maintenance cost and easy to implement so it is up to the utility now use the communication technology with a proper due diligence rishi can you add to that from the utility business perspective yes jonathan well larry has very rightly pointed out the benefits of or the requirement of the cyber security for the ami system and sunil has very rightly pointed out the communication technologies which are prevalent and which can be adopted by developing nations easily of course they have to prove themselves but at the same time it could be a good starting point however uh, as far as system performance is concerned i personally feel it is the most critical component because it has to be achieved for the entire contract period so that means it's a long term contract and we cannot have performance doing well initially and then deteriorating and it appears to me that both utilities and solution providers they tend to overlook this point so this has far reaching consequences as the program progresses and that is why we see initially everything looks good but as the program progresses over the contract period during the later stage we find issues and i think that's where we need to understand this point a little more clearly during this conversation i think the performances can never be equal for all the components of the solution this is my belief secondly it has to be prioritized based on the type of meters the consumer categories revenues system conditions new technologies being implemented etc to enable both utility and solution provider to jointly work towards success of the program for example we may not need hourly data for a single phase consumer but for boundary meters and high value consumers the industrial consumers we may need 15 minutes data this is critical so system performance should also have separate performance levels for such categories as well as back end applications reporting mis reports along with data sanctity so system performance should include all the components of the ami system now one important thing here is that in case of any issues for low performance of the system utilities should provide a grievance handling mechanism because it has to be a two way mechanism utilities can never shift 
the entire focus of handling the performance towards the solution provider and solution provider in turn can play his part by doing a thorough validation and acceptance testing because anything missed during this validation testing may have a cascading effect as the program progresses so solution provider should explore and identify tools up front for checking solutions scalability and resilience of the system this is because 100% system is neither required nor tested at the initial stage but by end of implementation period that is the starting of the contract period requirement shall change drastically in terms of storage performance you know users logged in users consuming data the system handling multiple applications and the data and the cyber security ensuring that all data has been validated and is authentic so going forward as for ensuring system performance the challenge is that when new applications are tested or integrated within the existing ami system they are not validated properly so it is important that all the applications whenever any new application is integrated it should be tested thoroughly for the entire ami solution if no application is being integrated still periodic testing should be done for the system and it should not be left to the solution provider alone to handle now an important challenge for utilities in india and developing nations is that they are price sensitive markets usually regulatory framework does not allow the utility to give technical weightage for the solutions this means that the chosen solution may be the cheapest but not the best so mostly all solutions tend to perform well initially but once scalability is achieved which is usually in the advanced stages of the contract and utilities they do not have any other option to go back so then only the actual testing of the system for its resilience and security happens and that's where the actual performance of the system is known so there needs to be some ways where simulation can be done which can be provided by the solution providers to the utility personnel to assess the capability of the solution for regression testing because since these ami programs are long term contracts involving millions of smart meters it is extremely important that the performance should improve with time to enable utilities to extend the benefits to the consumers for success of the program also this will have far reaching positive impact on the environment as well i think for me this discussion has highlighted the importance of partnerships particularly between the industry and utilities in overcoming the many challenges to meet the benefits that AMI offers. Thank you Rishi, Sunil and Larry for this very interesting and insightful discussion on this important topic. Thank you all for listening into this episode of the Energy Transition series which is sponsored by Networked Energy Services. Thank you for listening to this Energy Transitions podcast brought to you by Enlit and Friends. Visit enlit.world for more episodes. See you next time.